Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys. What should the Cowboys do with Dak going forward? It's all presented by DraftKings. While the holiday season may be winding down, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action, and there's no better place to get in on all of this action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate this year's college football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any semifinal team to win the championship at 100 to 1 odds. That's right, all you have to do is bet $1 on any semifinal team to win the championship, and if your team wins, you cash $100. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PFF when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any semifinal team to win it all. That's code PFF for new players to get a shot at $100 on any semifinal team this week for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Sam, what should the Cowboys do with Dak Prescott in his contract situation going forward? Well, the first thing they need to do is find a genie's lamp, rub it, get the genie, get your one magic wish, and rewind time to the point where you gave Zeke Elliott the giant contract and stop yourself doing it. Don't do it again. But you can't. You can't go backwards. You can't take away the Zeke contract. I think I think people need that perspective, though. Zeke is slated from a cap number perspective to make... 13 15, 15, 12.6, 15.4, and then 16.6 in 2026. He is locked up and taking up a ton of money for the Cowboys going forward. Yeah, and the problem is now it's hamstringing you from signing the most important player on the roster, your franchise quarterback. And they're, they're in this tough spot where they're trying to negotiate without the leverage to get it done. And look, I, I don't know a ton about negotiating theory, but what I do know is if you're going to have any leverage at all, you need two things. You need both sides to want to get the deal done, and you need to be prepared to walk away from the table if you're not getting the deal you want. And I don't think Dallas are, or at least you know that's the, the, that's the situation they're going to be left with, right? I think both sides do want to get this deal done, But if Dallas is not prepared to walk away and say, look, this is our number, we're not going higher than this, bye-bye, they're just, the price is only going up, right? Because um, Andy Dalton has played worse than Dak Prescott when he's gone down. Dak Prescott played better when the supporting cast was improved around him. Like every step of the way where Dallas has tried to kick this can down the line, the bottom line dollar figure has been going up and up and up and up. And unless they're prepared to walk away, they're just going to be screwed in this deal. So, so do they just have to pay whatever Dak wants at this point? Do you feel like they have, they're so far in a hole that they have to do it? Because they have so much money locked up in Amari with Zeke, who we already said, their offensive line. They've put a lot of money in many places, but we've seen Dallas play all season. Where's the investment in their secondary? It's going to be really tough to build a team with big money going toward Dak. And that's the problem, right, is that right now the franchise is kind of on fire because they don't have a franchise quarterback anymore. So again, Dak Prescott's bottom line is asking price just went up it reminds me a little bit you know who uh marcus crassus is steve i don't he was an ancient roman uh noble richest man in ancient rome right and he made his money by essentially waiting until something caught fire and then going over there and offering the guy whose building it was a pittance to buy the building, right? And he had his own, like, fire uh, fire department. So he would roll up there with these guys with buckets of water and stuff and be like, I will offer you 25, whatever it is, 
for your building. And your option was either take his crappy deal or watch your building burn down, right? And that's basically how he did it. Th- this feels like what Dak Prescott is doing right now. It's like, I'll, I'll come back and put out the fire, but it's going to cost you $45 million a year, right? This, Dak, this Dak is Prescott why. is Marcus Crassus. This is why the daily was created, <laughs> so that you could spend some time with Educating. your incredible analogies. Let's discuss Dak as a player here, because I kind of understand why Dallas got to this point. I kind of understand some of the hesitation, not the other moves that they made, but the hesitation on Dak. I've used yeah. this example a few times now. Four years of Dak, we've seen two top 10 finishes in PFF grades, and we've seen two closer to 20. So two years in the middle, 2017 and 18, he was a below average quarterback as far as our rankings go. Now, when Amari Cooper showed up, the production went through the roof. The supporting cast got better. And then he started playing better. And in 2020, I think this is what started to sell me on Dak. Is, is, it was only a handful of games, five games, right? But I think he could play. When you have that supporting cast, I know he could produce. And even when he wasn't playing well, he was still kind of producing, right? Like the the offense was still moving the ball, and that's all that matters. I think at this point, you have to invest in that comfort level, the known commodity. But the debate Dallas is going to have, they're going to have a top 10 pick more than likely, right? The debate is going to be, you don't get Trevor Lawrence, you don't get Justin Fields, but is it a Trey Lance? Is it a Kyle Trask? Uh, Is it a Zach Wilson? Is it a Mac Jones? Do they want to go the rookie quarterback route like they just did with Dak versus paying all this money? That's what they're going to lay out on the table right now and try to decide between. And again, because they've already done the Zeke Elliott deal, they're in a bad place, right? So there's, there's almost, there's no great option because you've already put yourself behind the eight ball. I could definitely be convinced. You could construct an argument that says, look, Dak Prescott has been a big part of his production has been a product of the supporting cast around him, whether it's offensive line, whether it's Amari Cooper and the receivers getting better, and that at his core, he is not an elite quarterback that deserves to be paid the same thing as Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes or insert quarterback here, right? And and the Dallas Cowboys would therefore draw a line in the sand and say, this is the dollar figure that you are worth, and we don't want to pay you more than that. And if your asking price goes higher than that, we have to walk away because you're not worth that amount of money. We can't give you the supporting cast you need to beyond that level of, uh, of money. The problem is, I doubt very much whether that's been the thought process, right? If that was the thought process, you could sell me on that argument that they are actually better off leave, letting him walk. Somebody else can sign the $45 million deal, someone that has the money to make it happen, and instead you take the high draft pick and go after a rookie quarterback and try and build around him for a lot less money. The problem is, I think they've basically just gone, uh-oh, we're in a bit of a cap squeeze. We gave Zeke a ton of money. Uh, let's just hope that if we punt this down the line a little bit, the asking price comes down and you know we'll get him for cheaper. And it hasn't. It keeps going up and up. And eventually it feels like they're just going to go, okay, fine. Here's your $45 million a year deal. If they had the guts to put that, to dig their heels in, put the line in the sand and say, nope, we're not going beyond that, I, I, you could sell me that that is the right move. How about just Dak as a quarterback? Where, where does he stand? It, because it's, it's, it's a binary thing. Pay him, not pay him a home's money necessarily, but pay him or don't. Are you in the camp that you would pay him at this point? As in you want him, you're okay with him with a massive cap number going forward. I, if I'm Dallas, I would probably franchise tag him at this point, even knowing that that's going to cost, what, $38 million this year. 
it's probably still your best option. Like the contract at this stage is costing you 45 a year. The alternative is you punt him away. You have nothing except a complete unknown next season. I would franchise tag him and potentially draft the young guy anyway and give yourself like a legitimate option going forward because I just I signing him for 45 million dollars a year for a massive extension feels like a bad move for them I know he's a good quarterback and he's worth a lot of money but because of the situation they're already in I don't know that they get good long term by doing that so it's going to be tricky because I think part of the hang-up is Dak you know much like a Kirk Cousins doesn't want to sign the 10-year deal he wants the three-year deal right where he wants to become a free agent and that's where Dallas has all their money tied up and all these other players I think you got to find a way to get it done though I'm now convinced that him as a known commodity as a quote-unquote top 10 quarterback a year ago I might have said he still has to prove it but I think he's in that top 10 and he's worth the money the one last point I think that the only shred of leverage that Dallas has is that you get to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys if you sign sure. here long term, right? And not just in terms of, you know, visibility, America's team, all that kind of crap, but the actual marketing right. opportunities that gives you. Like that guy's living in a mansion with a football field and a pool in the backyard right now, right? from his small contract, let alone the giant one he's going to sign down the line. So you can legitimately say, all right, you can go sign a $45 million deal in Indianapolis and be sponsored by whoever, or you can be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys for a little less contract money, but monstrously more marketing opportunities. That is their one shred of leverage in this entire negotiation. And you're selling this from Jerry Jones' yacht to Dak. So there it is. You're going to be the Dallas Cowboy quarterback. If I'm Dallas, I'm signing Dak. The margin of error is tighter because of all the money you have locked up, but I'm investing in PFF IQ and filling out my secondary and everything else I need defensively. There you go. That's how you build your team around Dak Prescott. Lock him up, Cowboys. Let us know what you guys think. It's the PFF NFL Daily. <laughs> 